Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Uh-huh. I just feel like I've been around the block Ripping up fantasy stock Working around the clock Look at the view from the top mm. Researching rookies a lot No, I just be listening to pods Yeah, one in particular I'm just a messenger Let me just pass on the rock uh. Browning, brunning, bruning Pronouncing ain't what he's doing What he's doing is not losing But infusing you with new things And there's Dennis the Bennett Yeah the man is a menace, yeah. Building a dynasty, some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Mm. Slice a fox, cultured in pop. Give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box. And you cannot compare him at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire. I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Yeah. Fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Whoa. Fantasy round table come take a look at the crown baby go what is going on everybody we have finally made it almost we're almost there almost to that elusive championship some of you like myself maybe have already won one some of you have something in the uh Possibly hanging in the balance with tonight's game between the Bills and Patriots. And some of you may have lost all hope on Christmas Day when Alvin Kamara went absolutely nuts. Uh, you know, there's various different ways that your championship could have come or not come this weekend. Matt, how did your Christmas week go? And, and how is your week 16 gone for you? You know, it's it's been okay. Christmas Eve was kind of a, a long day for uh, for me. It's our biggest work day of the year. Uh, then Christmas Day, you know, I had two championship teams uh, that uh, are anchored around Alvin Kamara, so I was I was feeling the the 155 yards and six touchdowns there. I think three of them, I, I'm in five. Three I've already secured, and the other two, one I just need a modest day from Josh Allen. The other one I need 15 points from Cole Beasley, so that might be a little bit harder. But I'm feeling pretty good uh, going into that which it's good for fantasy because I think this is maybe the first week all season that all four of our uh, actual NFL teams have choked and lost uh, during the week because uh, I know the Colts, the Lions, the Broncos all sadly lost, and then uh, your team got beaten by COVID. No, they did not get beat by COVID. They got beat by horrible coaching and bad play. That's what they got beat by. 
We'll oh, so it's the same thing as Detroit and Denver. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll save. We'll save that for later. Yeah. Uh, so I got knocked out in – we were talking obviously a little bit about it in our group chat the other day. I actually got knocked out in four. I completely forgot about my one that wasn't still – it was like the tide scenario, so I wasn't sure how to yeah. count that. Uh, but I have won that one, at least for the money side, the AFC side. I was down 78 last night. But I had Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Aaron Jones. So I quickly yeah. made that up. But I am going up in the uh, in the Super Bowl, and that went against the guy in the other league, uh, Jared Wackerly of Dynasty Nerds. And so I need – we both have Beasley because it's like a copy league, so I can't make up any ground there. But I also have Gabriel Davis, and I'm down 3.75 points. Go figure, right? Right around that four-point mark that I just so can't happy, see. Uh... John Brown didn't get activated then. I just saw that. That's actually what I was worried about. I sent a message out this morning that I was worried because of John Brown possibly coming back that he might not be able to get it. I still am not honestly sold because I think Gabriel Davis only got like 3.8 points last mm-hmm. night, which would technically, or week, which would technically get me the win. Uh, I'm not sold on it, but I'm still glad that I won at least my you're, side of the bracket. So you're feeling better than uh, one of my championship leagues, my team. I have, uh, Kamara, Devontae Adams, and Kelsey, who all played. I mean, I feel you. Yeah, I went up against I almost, I almost felt bad because I probably would have won with just those three players. Yeah, I went up. There's one I went up against Kamara. He had Kamara and Evans, and I actually am going to beat him. Unless the Bills completely shit the bed tonight, I need the Bills to not get negative five points on defense, and I will beat them. But that is because I had Rodgers, Adams, uh, Waller, Jeff Wilson, Miles Gaskin, and uh, A-Rob, and Deontay Johnson as well. So, like, my team just went off. Uh, he only had Kamara, Evans, and then his biggest thing was he had Kyler Murray and Hopkins, which obviously didn't do much. That helped me a lot. And then he left Keenan Allen in, which really helped me. I think that's what's probably yeah. going to be the the big thing. Because I'm I only up by – I mean, I, I yeah – yeah, I'm up by 10 right now. So, no, I need them to go more than negative that because they'll get the 10 points once the game starts. So, I have to look. I had one. I think he he set his lineup and then was going to do Christmas things because I saw uh, not only Keenan Allen but Julio Jones. Uh, where in the lineup, they basically took a zero at the uh, – uh, I don't know if it would have mattered because I have Adams, Thielen, Kelsey Waller, and Tom Brady in there. And that yeah. was pretty. But yeah, I went up against my fair share of um, in three of my other ones that I, I pretty much knew I was going to be done with. I, I I was going up against Kamara, and yeah, one of them, it was almost the same thing. He had. I'll, I'll pull up his lineup right now because it, it was just ridiculous how how well, loaded. Once you get to the championships, loaded, you're talking about guys who. You know, you start to see a lot of commonality in championship rosters yeah. because it's the guys who've been killing it all season that help kind of get you there. So I would bet a lot of people in championship games had Kamara or Devontae Adams or Kelsey. Those guys are leading the league. They've been healthy. They've stayed out there feeling ton of ton of touchdowns. Okay, so just check this out right quick, just real quick. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Calvin Ridley, Alvin Kamara. He still has Devin Singletary left to go tonight. 
uh, Miles Gaskin. Uh, in his flex spot, he's got Jeff Wilson. He's also got uh, in his uh, tight end spot Rob Gronkowski. The Baltimore Ravens defense, and then Marvin Jones was his. Uh, was his I was so mad on Saturday night. I forgot to put Gaskin in for Bell when he got activated. I I thought I had done it, and I'm like, after he scored that second touchdown, I'm like, I'm gonna go revel in my point. Oh shit! Yeah. Yep, yeah, it's nothing, but. In, in talking about all this news with Kamara, who probably ruined a lot of people's Christmases, unfortunately, the Saints beat the Vikings on Christmas Day, 52-233. Cousins, 23 points. Dalvin Cook, 16. Thielen, 23. Jefferson, 14. And Irv Smith, 23. Is Irv Smith a tight end one in 2021? You know, we, we've talked about this here and here and there the past couple of weeks with, with Rudolph out. He's been really good. Me and Dennis both talked about on Friday. We kind of liked playing him. You had mentioned that as long as Rudolph was out, you kind of seemed to be on board with yeah. us. Well, we got the news. I think it was Thursday that he was going to be out. Smith shows up big time. What are your thoughts about him going into the 2021 season? I think they've developed kind of a nice groove with uh, Cook and Smith, uh, Thielen and Jefferson. You know, it's a, it's a really nice offense. The question probably is quarterback. I mean, they extended Kirk Cousins, so he's probably staying there. And I don't know if he's been all their problems. I feel like defense are really more of their problems. So, you know, if they can keep that offense going, I, I do like him potentially. I think Rudolph's got to be getting pretty close to the end of – Contract or an outcast. I, I want to say his. I just realized what my son did with my stickers behind me. Um, he put the Browns helmets over the dog eyes. Uh, with uh, I'm pretty sure this is Rudolph's last year. I want to say he signed a yeah, new two-year agreement, right but I, th- I think it was two years ago. So I think he might be a free agent, or he's got one more year left on his deal. Oh uh, no, he has three more years left on oh, his deal. Oh my goodness, why? Uh, I, I guess he's a good know, that's a fair question. Let me see. So, uh, dead cap would be 4.3 million in 2021, 2.9 in 2022, and 1.4 in 2023. Gotcha. Uh, so, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I think Irv Smith, it, it, that's going to be his biggest, uh, his bit, biggest roadblock moving forward is what they do with Kyle Rudolph. Cause I'm with you. I don't think Cousins is the issue. Like, He's not that elite tier of quarterback, but he's in that second group. He can win you games. You know, we talked about on Thursday. He, he's a top 12 asset for fantasy right now. The question might be more that with that kind of a big contract, and obviously they just paid a big contract to Cook, is keeping them from being able to get talent other places. You know, their line's still not great, and their defense, whew, Yeah, I feel like their defense has taken quite a step back. Um, but, you know, if I – if you're trying to fix things in the off season, I don't really think you need to, to meddle with the two top receivers. You have your tight end, your quarterback or your running back. I think they are good enough to get you into the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. On new Orleans side, drew Brees just eight points. Alvin Kamara, obviously the guy who won a lot of people championships, 56 points, Octavius Murray, 12 and Emmanuel Sanders, 13. I mean, what, what can you say? It's one of those things. If you were going up against Kamara, they said I, I, in one of them, I've able to come back, but it was like a Herculean effort. Mm-hmm. Chances are you saw that happen. You pretty much just said, well, it's been well, fun. I mean, a lot of times, if you hit 120 points in most PPR leagues, you're you're having a good week. You're hanging right in there, and if a guy gets 56 points on his own, you know yeah. that puts you that that's a tough nut to crack. 
I, my favorite was they asked Kamara, you know, was he upset that Taysom Hill vultured a, a goal line touchdown or else he would add seven. He's like, no, we like to share here. Yeah, I think that was a bunch of crock. I would definitely have been pissed. But, you know, I, I appreciate him giving the team answer there and not, not kind of cause any issues. But I mean, 155 I, yards. Yeah, but you know, I don't believe one second he doesn't want that record. Like, You know what's just, shocking is I said he was going to finish 1,000-1,000, and you guys, you know, thought that that was a tough sell because they thought it was going to be hard for rushing. It looks yeah. like he's going to get there rushing-wise. Not receiving. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that well, and I think a lot of that just goes to the weirdness of what's going on with uh, with Taysom Hill being there here as of late because he really wasn't checking the ball down to him enough. That's probably it. I know because Kamara had like seventy receptions before Taysom Hill even took over, and now he's just barely at like eighty three. All right, so the Buccaneers beat the Lions forty seven to seven in uh, their game. Brady, 29 points, Fournette, 14, Evans, 40, Godwin, 19, Gronk, 19 as well. Is Tampa Bay hitting their stride at the perfect time going into the playoffs? Yeah, I think I'd be very afraid, especially now they've pretty well locked up that fifth seed in the NFC, which means that they're (laughs) – we'll talk about it later, but I'm saying they're getting Dallas. Uh, Yeah. Hey, and you know what? Pre-Thanksgiving, when we did our picks, I said I thought Dallas was going to win and almost immediately regretted it. I'm back on the train. but uh, So they're tracking to probably have the easiest uh, first-round playoff matchup, and then that'll put them – it'll be interesting because that'll put them right in the sights of Green Bay, but they actually stoned Green Bay earlier this season. That was one of Green Bay's worst games. So that that might be an interesting – matchup but i think they've they've figured it out and they found their chemistry and they're getting hot at the right time the only question might be uh you know they're a florida team going out there i know brady has plenty of bad weather experience but sometimes you see those warm weather and dome teams uh struggle a little bit if they have to go to green bay we saw what green bay was like last night that could you know that could be a a more damaging game when you're work when you're doing these timing and big pass play kind of offenses. Yeah, uh, they're definitely hitting their stride at the right time. I was talking to someone down here uh, in Texas today about that because they they think the Cowboys are in for sure. I still think it's going to be Washington, but uh, he was saying that he's like, "Yeah, we'll get Tampa Bay. That's a win for us." I'm like, oh, pump your brakes, bro. Like, I mean, I I, I don't know. I don't know why they think doubt. Neither Dallas or Washington. They, they think, again, you know, typical Cowboys fan. Uh, they think that they're the next best team outside of Green Bay and New Orleans. And I was like, I would Dallas has no defense. Like the, they should yeah. be thankful they're the, in the NFC East. Yeah. I like so, Dallas as much as anyone on this podcast, but good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, uh, but they are definitely hitting stride at the right point in time. It'll be interesting to see. I, I still don't have faith in them. I, I would put them still in the tier below. Uh, Green Bay, New Orleans. I don't think they're quite up there with that. Those are the only two teams I really trust out of the NFC right now uh, going into the playoffs, especially if Breeze, even though Breeze hasn't looked great his first two weeks, he looked a little bit better last week. Maybe that was the opponent. I want to see what he does this week. uh, But but those are the two teams I'm most sold on. On Detroit side here, I mean – if you played any Detroit player, I think you got screwed because of the Stafford injury. I, I, this yeah. Swift, nine points. Jones, four. Hawkins, six. 
you know, tough game for them. Obviously, when you when you have Stafford in there for what was the end, only it's like two a drive, if that. I, yeah, I think it was one drive. It was the third yeah. down play. And did they ever say what he did? Because it, it well, seemed see, like I a non-contact kind of ankle thing, and that made me very nervous. Yeah, I'm not even alive. By the time I turned the game on. They were already losing by like three touchdowns. And I was like, yeah, I'm not even that. I heard Chase Daniels was in. I was like, yeah, I'm not even that. Nope, I'm not even going to worry about it. Just kind of keep going about my day. So, yeah, I don't know. I did see something came across uh, earlier on Twitter that he's hoping to play this week. So, yeah. I guess it wasn't serious. But he, it, even if you have a week 17 championship, which you shouldn't, uh, you know, it, I wouldn't trust any of those guys. It sucks. You know, Swift, Hawkinson, we talked about it last week. Hawkinson's pretty much been a tight end one all season. Stafford going down, you can't you can't use uh, hindsight being 2020 if you had a, a tight end on your bench that played better. Hawkinson was the right play. You couldn't have known that Stafford was gonna go down. I mean, they just got murdered. It was it was yeah. ugly. Uh the Amazon Prime game, the other game I did not watch at all, really. Uh 49ers upset the Cardinals 22-12. CJ Bethard, 19 points. Jeff Wilson, 27. Brandon Ayuk, four, and George Kittle was back at it, 13 points. Uh, how does Wilson fit in with the 49ers future plans? I mean, Wilson looked really good. Um, you know, and he's out there playing. And as far as I can tell, you know, I McKinnon played a few downs in that game, so I know he was available. And I think Coleman's available, too. They're just going away. Both those guys should be kind of contracting out. They extended Mostert before the season. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Mostert and Wilson uh, next year. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's Wilson being being the one. He he was running hard. He was running strong. He was carrying them. I thought C.J. Beathard looked good. Kittle um, looks pretty good for for that much time away. Unfortunately, all that came at the expense of Ayuk, who uh, just wasn't wasn't really involved. But it was a you know the 49ers have been beat to crap, but they are playing hard to finish the season. Yeah, and that's what um, the one thing that sucks. I guess we'll get one more week of it, even though we don't know if Jimmy G will be back at quarterback, what they're going to do there, but. I do want to see one more week of what it's like with Ayuk and Kittle in the lineup because Ayuk's kind of been that big riser for me on that team. Uh, and if he continues to kind of see a diminished workload because of Kittle, that might change my perception a little bit about him going into next year. Not a lot, but I think part of it, it – I don't think it was so much Kittle, to be honest, as the fact that they were just pounding on the – they had over 200 rushing yards in that game. And I think they just weren't throwing that much. And Beathard, uh, I forgot, Beathard and Kittle are college teammates, so yeah. it might have a little bit to do. But, you know, they're going to get Beathard again in Week 17 because Mullins, obviously yeah. part of the problem that he was having is he had Tommy John surgery, which tells you his arm was in rough shape. 49ers, if they can get a, a better quarterback, you know, I I think they go right back to being where they are because they're 6-9. and they're six and nine right now. Yeah. Pretty, you know, there's, there's a decent shot. They finished seven and nine, six and 10 at the worst. I don't think it's going to take much to be back at a 10 or 11 win. If you had a real quarterback, you win a couple of those uh, close games. And if they have a little bit better injury luck, they've developed a Debo Samuel coming back. I think they have the shit, the makings of a really 
nice offensive core. They, unlike, you know, whereas Minnesota, I think Cousins is fine for what they're doing. They built nice weapons around them. In yeah. San Francisco, they built nice weapons. I, I don't think Jimmy G is the answer. Yeah, I, I I agree with you 100% on that. On Arizona side, Murray, 15 points. Drake, 13. Hopkins, 12. Tough game for the Cardinals, and now chances that Murray might not even play, which could lead to the Cardinals not making the playoffs. They are currently out. What a spectacular game that's going to be if Murray and Goff are out. Who are the backups? uh, Uh, I saw it. It was two guys I've never even heard of. I'm not even going to pretend. I can't remember someone tweeted it out, and I was like, I don't even know these dudes. Like, he just tweeted out their last names, and I was like, huh? Like, I I don't think I've ever even heard of these people. Well, arguably, Kyler Murray didn't play on Saturday either because he looked like like Pooh in an important game. Arizona has some pieces on offense. I don't think they have enough consistent pieces, but they sure as hell don't have enough on defense right now. They, they've made some nice strides this season. I think they've been better than I thought they'd be. They're right about on par with where you thought they'd be kind of challenging for that for that spot. They've had a good run. I don't think they make it past the Rams next week, which means I don't think they get in. So their backup is Chris Strebler. I guess they got Brett Hundley too. Brett Hundley is uh, was out because of a coach's decision. That is for the Cardinals, and then for the Rams. Let's see here. Where are you guys at, Rams? There you are. It's not Bortles anymore. John Wolford, and that is the only quarterback they have on their roster right now, outside of practice squad. I don't know practice squad, but John Wolford, whoever that is, I don't even remember. Well, I guess we know why that game didn't get flexed to NBC primetime, because that's a win and you're in, and uh, it would be arguably better than Washington and Philadelphia. But they were probably like, uh, pass. Yeah, that's an interesting game that they've, well, I guess because if Washington win, regardless of what Dallas does, so that does make sense. Um, yeah, but it's the uh, for with the Rams and the Cardinals win and get in too. Yeah, I mean it'll be interesting. I, I would imagine Kyler's going to play, but I, I don't know. They said that there it's it's looking like he may not. So that really sucks too for a team that looks so good early on in the year, and they've really kind of hit a rough patch here in the second half, just not been able really to recover from it. So yeah. promising moving forward, but um, I think you've definitely got to be a little bit disappointed that you couldn't get it done this year, especially when you were what were they like five or six and zero oh earlier in the year? They they were rolling pretty good earlier on in the year. So the Cardinals, yeah, I, thought, I know. They, go ahead. I don't think they were an early undefeated. I'm gonna pull them up, but they, I mean. They were. They seem like they were tracking to be in the playoffs for. Well, I know they were rolling really good for a while. Let's see here. They were two and zero. Oh. Two. Oh, and then they two. lost two, and then they were five and two. After beating Seattle, they they moved to five and two. That was kind of a high water. Yeah, uh, and that's high water mark. The Bills game, which they should not have won. So yeah, yeah. so they they could have lost four in a row there, but then kind of bounced back. They stoned the Giants, withstood the Eagles. Just you know, tough way to end the season. Dolphins Raiders. That was um, an interesting game to say. Speaking of needs of defense, good lord. 
Dolphins beat the Raiders 26 to 25. Two of eight points. Right. You can laugh about that because that's a painful win by the Dolphins for the team. I honestly don't even care anymore. I have nothing left. I have nothing left anymore. Uh, the Dolphins uh, are so two eight points. Ryan Magic comes in and saves the day, 11 points. And Miles Gaskin, 33, and Mike Kosicki, 9. Uh, obviously, two of fits, two of fits. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on it? You know, Brian Flores came out after the game and said pretty much the same thing. Use the old baseball analogy. If we've got to go in and get the closer in the ninth, we're going to go do it. So it doesn't seem like he's going to move away from that if, yeah. uh, if two is struggling. And it kind of goes back to what I said earlier in the year when they did that the first time. I said at this point, I can't trust Tua for fantasy anymore because I feel like if he struggles again, they're going to do it. We've seen him do it again. I imagine this won't be the thing moving forward as in into next year. But this year, they've got a real shot. And and I don't see them going up against the Bills. If they're in the game and it's close and two is struggling, I don't see why they won't go back to this magic. Yeah, I mean, they, they've given every indication that that's going to be their strategy and they've had success with it. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him do it again. But I don't know that that's good. You know, if you have a young franchise quarterback, there are going to be some growing pains. If you think he's your guy long-term constantly pulling him out, you know, when it gets, you know, when it gets tough, you know, what is that going to do long-term? And, and, you know, what do you do when you don't have, you know, are you going to try to sign Ryan Fitzpatrick back again so you can keep doing this? kind of quarterback limbo thing. Uh, you know, I, I just don't like it uh, for a long-term development standpoint. It worked for them. Uh, they were able to come back. You know, Fitzmagic definitely had a lot of poise, made some incredible plays, including that beautiful yeah. pass that set up the field goal when he's getting face masks down. I mean, that is one of the most incredible throws I've seen this season. It was an incredible finish, even though I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Yeah. Uh, so won the championship with Waller, Kelsey, Brandon Cooks popped off for me, and Jason Sanders was clutch. Congrat- congratulations. It's always a, yeah. it's always a great feeling. Cook, Cooks had his one good game of the year in championship week. Yeah. I got to give props to Dennis, but Dennis called it. We, neither one of us seemed to be on board with going with Cooks. And, I was not. And, and Dennis was all in on him. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you on the development part, but I, I, you know, I don't think Brian Flores cares. He just wants to win football games. And and I'll be honest with the news that we'll obviously get to here later with the first round quarterback that was released. I, I've been saying it for the past couple of years now with the way they restructured rookie contracts that they don't matter anymore. And if you don't think that he's going to win you games, you pull him when you put somebody else better in whatever you keep moving. They can draft another quarterback in a couple of years, and it's not going to hurt their cap at all. And sure, I, they, could, they could draft another quarterback this year since they won the Texans pick. That's true. So, I mean, it's I'm not at all bailing on Tua, uh, but you know, I'm going to be honest. This is kind of what I thought he was going to be coming into the NFL. A lot of people gave me crap for having Burrow and Herbert over him. I, I never thought Tua was going to be some. I didn't think Tua was going to be doing what Herbert's doing. I thought Herbert was going to be doing that. So do I think Tua is a quarterback at the NFL level? I do, absolutely. But I think he's more of a, a I don't want to say game manager type. He's 
I don't think you're going to see him out there doing what Herbert's doing. I'll put it that way. Even though Herbert's teams aren't getting him wins, I, I don't see Tua doing that for a team. Yeah, I didn't. I just I didn't think he was playing that bad that I would have hooked him. You know, and it, to me, the the only question that I have is, you know, are you sacrificing the future to make a playoff run now? Which I, it'd be cool if they made it into the playoffs. In no scenario do I think they're an actual Super Bowl contender. In which case, do you want to risk destroying the confidence of the young player that you drafted that you supposedly have been tanking for for a couple of years, even though you won't admit it? Yeah. So that you can say you made it. So I might kick back a little bit on them not being a Super Bowl contender, We all, which we're about to get to the Chiefs game, but everybody seems ready to crown the Chiefs as the winners of the AFC Miami went blow to blow with the missing players on offense and defense. And Tua, I mean, he played a good game, wasn't horrible in that game. And they went blow to blow with them. So I wouldn't say they're not a Super Bowl contender. There's other teams I would put below them right now in the AFC that I think have a have a less chance of getting the Super Bowl than Miami. I I don't disagree with you on that part. What'll be interesting to me is in my opinion, they seem pretty much locked in for a playoff spot. I, I don't see how they don't make it in at this point. Does Ryan Fitzmagic get the start in the playoff game over Tua? That that might be interesting to see. I would imagine they'll get who? They'll be the sixth seed. So they're getting... Oh, right now they're the fifth seed. They're the fifth seed right now, so that would put... Uh, they're playing Buffalo. So we'll see what they do. I think they'll lose. If they... Yeah, so probably that could be six. They'll be the six or the seven seed. I don't think they'll be seven because aren't they tied with the Browns on record right now? But the Browns are below yeah. them because they've got a worse uh, conference record, so they would still stay ahead of the Browns, assuming the Browns make it in, or the Colts sure. if they they'll be they'll be ahead of the Colts as well if the Colts because the Colts is the only other team now. It's down to those three. It's down to Browns, well, Titans, and they're they're not locked into the playoffs if they lose. And all three of the Browns, Ravens, Colts win. Dolphins are out. Well, let's put it this way. The Ravens are in. The Ravens are not losing to Cincinnati. I don't see that happening. I think the Ravens are going to be the five seed. I'm pretty confident in saying that. So then it comes down to six and seven is going to be either Miami, Cleveland, and the Colts or Titans, somewhere between those teams. Because whoever wins the AFC South obviously will get that, and then you're coming down to the bottom. So, yeah, I think that Miami likely makes it in, but we'll see. We're obviously going to save that for Thursday and, and discussions of that. But the Raiders, Carr, 23 points, Jacob, 6. Nelson Aguilar, 26, and Darren Waller, 16. Jacobs disappears, but the offense played well. Still, the Raiders end up losing in the end. How do you feel – uh, about the Raiders going into now, they're pretty much their offseason. Two years in a row, they were in prime playoff position and, and ended up folding. Here. The way. Yep. They have major problems on defense that they've got to fix. I, I didn't like the strategy at the end of the game where they were clearly playing for a field. Like, Josh Jacobs was in the end zone. And sat down. But clearly he was told to sit. I don't fault Josh Jacobs. He was told what he was supposed to do because that's, you know, that's the way they had decided to play it. But unless you can 
take all the time out, you don't play for a field goal there, in my opinion. Don't do no. something reckless, but don't just obviously. I mean, the way they lined up on third down, they were obviously not even trying to punch it into the end zone. So then I was kind of like, well, okay. But their defense has been terrible. So they got to make some improvements on defense. They have one good half on defense and came apart. So they got to fix that. I don't think Carr's been that bad or that he's necessarily the problem with this team entirely. They're not consistent running the ball. Josh Jacobs sometimes looks great, sometimes looks like he's never played professional football. Their receiving core, you know, Nelson Aguilar has been their most consistent receiver, which probably should tell you a lot about their receiving core. They have a great tight end in Waller, and they have some interesting pieces. So, you know, I get John Gruden's frustration. I think he outcoached himself there at the end, though. <clears throat> yeah. Outcoaching. Saw quite a couple of those performances this weekend. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, you know, they've definitely got the offensive pieces. We talked about it when they released their defensive coordinator, I think, last week, that yeah. they spent a ton of money on the offensive side of the ball, which doesn't seem to be the issue. seems to be the defense, and you've got to be able to do both to win games. You can't just have a good offense and a bad defense. So hopefully they get that fixed. Uh, they've done, in my opinion, a pretty good job, actually, in the draft the past couple of years. They've hit on some really good players. So we'll see if they can continue to improve there. I don't think they're far away from being a playoff team. They've just got to find a way to consistently put that together for the entire year. Next up, the Chiefs beat the Falcons 17-14. Mahomes, 19 points. Kelsey, 10. I'm sorry, Kelsey, 22. Hill, 10. Uh, the Chiefs end up getting the top seat. They lock it up. Can't take off this week with no issues. Uh, but they didn't look good. Again, they've really kind of not looked great here the past couple of weeks. Uh, does that concern you at all? Well, not the biggest Chiefs fan in the world. So I don't find it concerning. But if you were banking on them uh, – I think you should find it concerning the same arguments that we made about Pittsburgh in this three game slide where, yeah, they were 11 and 0, but they were doing some of it with smoke and mirrors. You could say a lot of that about this back half stretch by Kansas city. As they said on football night in America last night, Kansas city, the one difference for them is they seem to have the ability to turn it on, on offense, but Mahomes is getting hit a lot. They also can't run. I mean, I think that's part of the problem with Pittsburgh. When you come down here, they can't run. Buffalo, it's going to be interesting. Some of these AFC contenders, I would not bet money on their running game, and that seems like that's going to be, you know, as the weather shifts, as you have some of these things go on, that that can potentially be a problem. Uh, but Mahomes is getting hit a lot, and almost like what we've seen with Russell Wilson in Seattle, c quietly, Mahomes has gotten a lot sloppier with interceptions. I mean, Atlanta's secondary is not very good, and Mahomes got picked off a couple times, could have been picked off a couple more times. You know, I, I, it was either last week or two weeks ago I said it. Mahomes is one of the most dangerous quarterbacks in the NFL with what he can do. He rolls out of the pocket way too much. In my opinion, he, he tries and holds on to the ball way too long because he knows he can make that play, and he knows the longer and longer he holds on to it, there's a better chance Tyreek Hill breaks it off. But we saw it with that Raiders game. If you bracket coverage, if you just stay home and don't let those guys beat you, Mahomes is not going to be able to do anything with the ball, and you're going to end up hitting him like you just talked about, sacking him, causing problems oh. for the offense. They also, I think, buy too much. Like they do dumbass things. That stupid rolling formation, then have fucking Sammy Watkins throw a deep 
I was surprised Sammy Watkins was healthy enough to be on the field. Yep. Don't have him throw the ball. It's getting I mean, cocky. That's what it is. It's getting cocky. Yeah. You fool yourself, and it's going to cost him. I, I, I said it a couple weeks ago, and I'll say it again. I don't think the Chiefs are going to win the AFC. I just don't. They're not the same team that they were last year. Uh, again, this is not anything on Patrick Mahomes. He's the best quarterback in the NFL. I'm not trying to say that at all, but I think – he has issues with this game that we've kind of overlooked because it's so sexy and it's so fun to watch. And I think in a way teams are starting to realize if we just stay home, if we just kind of try and keep him as much in the pocket as possible. And then when he starts rolling, I have that linebacker crash down on him. If Tyree kill hasn't broken open at this point deep, he's got really nothing to do. I mean, Kelsey, Kelsey does tend to just be effing phenomenal, which is great because he is one of the best tight ends in the game. But if you get it to the point where you only are letting, say, Travis Kelsey beat you, like teams have done the past couple weeks, and those games have been close, and now the Chiefs found a way to pull out the past couple wins, but, man, you barely found a way to pull out a win against the Falcons. I have faith that the Bills, with the way their defense is, will find ways to shut you down on that. And, I mean, really young Hoku missed the kick to send this into overtime. So we don't know that the Chiefs would have won. They were playing the perfect team because if there was ever a team that was going to blow any and all leads or chances to win, it's the Atlanta Falcons. That's very true. So, yeah, again, I'm not trying to say that the Chiefs aren't the best team in the AFC. They're probably still – they're the top seed and they deserve to be the top seed, but they're not unbeatable by any measure in my opinion. Uh, for Atlanta's side, Ryan, 19 points. Ridley, 17. Hayden Hurst, 15. The Falcons, as you just mentioned, come up short again, find a way to lose it. And, of course, Matt Ryan and Hayden Hurst just been phenomenal these past couple weeks, helping out all the teams that didn't make the playoffs because of how shitty they've been leading up until this point. Yeah, I as soon as I saw Hayden Hurst caught a touchdown, you were the first person I thought of. Freaking Falcons going to Falcon out there. Yeah. I but mean, maybe – I like the I like the guy as a yeah, person. The only thing that it might portend is, you know, he was a guy coming over, no off season into a new system, having to build chemistry and stuff. Provided they roll it back and keep the band together, maybe that's a good sign that he's that they figured it out. Because you know, Austin Hooper didn't go from you know wasn't incredible when he first started with Ryan either. Yeah. Well, and again, that was kind of my biggest my biggest thing on why I wasn't as high on Hayden Hurst as other people because I was like, he's just now coming over this offense. It's completely different than what was in Baltimore. I don't think he has a big year. And then I still got suckered in and ended up. And drafting. then you drafted him on every team and we're like, Hayden Hurst, I love you. Yeah. Well, I didn't love him, but it, it was one of those value things where he just drops so far. It's like, you know what? You know, I've been wrong before, and everybody keeps telling me I'm wrong on Hayden Hurst, so let's just see what happens. And I ended up being – well, again, I, I wouldn't say right or wrong. He's finished right around the area I thought he was going to finish. There was other people who had him higher than me. I didn't think he was going to finish that high, but he's finished it. He's a top, going to be a top 12 tight end. So in the end, it wasn't a bad pick. It's just one of those things, unfortunately, where he wasn't – Timing is everything. Yeah, he wasn't consistent. He didn't come through in the weeks that I really needed him. All right. I'm going to do my best to keep my composure as we discuss this next game. The Browns lose to the Jets. We we can skip it if you need. 16. I I mean, I really don't know what to say. Hey, you know what? When you functionally have no receivers, you should definitely throw 57 times. That's my problem. Like Kevin Stefanski, I love you. What the fuck is wrong with you, bro? What is wrong with you? 11 carries for Nick Chubb. 
11 carries for Nick Chubb. He was facing the 85 Bears. What are you going to do? Their best defensive lineman was out. 11 carries for Nick Chubb. What are you doing? It's not like the Jets were winning 23 to nothing going into the fourth quarter. It was a close game. 11 carries for the best player on your team. Yeah, you're right. You've got guys you picked up in the Walmart parking lot, right? Your flag football game on the way to the Browns to play receiver. In. Hey, Baker, let's go throw it 50 fucking times. Are you kidding me? But it's all right because on essential runs, he had quarterback keep it himself. The Browns are going to Brown. The Browns are not going to make the playoffs. That is my <laughs> right now they have they needed to win this game it's funny because i said this exact same thing a couple weeks ago this jets game was a trap game and it was going to end up costing him i know a lot of people seem to think that the steelers are going to rest a bunch of their players do not tell me mike tomlin would not love to come out and knock the browns out well actually i don't think the steelers are going to rest anyone because they they're hoping miami can knock off uh, you know, provided the Bills win tonight, which I think we both think they should. They're hoping that the the Dolphins can knock off the Bills so that they can go back to being the two seed. Yeah, oh, I, look, I, they, I they have plenty of stuff to play for. I agree with you. I don't think they are, but I, so all the talk on Twitter yesterday was like, "Oh, the Browns will be fine. They're going to rest." But the only one I could see resting is at some point Big Ben because he has had no real bye week. We can we can you can see that the arm's bothering him some, but I don't think that they're going to rest. If they do, they're not resting many players. I just I don't see it. I don't see it. the Browns are not making the playoffs. That that's just my opinion right now. I know apparently the project the the Vegas numbers came out today and they gave the Browns a uh, they're right now early favorites as a, a they're giving them seven point five points. I I don't know why you do that. I I don't know why. I I would definitely get, I would. Get money on the Steelers, and I don't ever want to do that. So, yeah. I mean, the Browns, if they get their players back, could outplay the Steelers. But I think if, you're, if your argument is that they're they're going to rest people, I don't see any reason why Pittsburgh just rests people. Baker, eight points. Chubb, 17. Kareem Hunt, 14. Austin Hooper, 14. I mean, again, I I, I honestly think that game right there cost them their playoff right there. I, I, I don't. I don't think that they beat Pittsburgh. I hope I'm wrong, but I, if they lose, I don't see any way they get in. If they lose, what they need the Colts and Miami to lose as well, which I guess is possible Miami loses. But if the Colts lose to Jacksonville, well, then you know what? God was looking out for the Browns because I just don't see that happening. Yeah. All right, the New York Jets. Darnold, 17 points. Crowder, 29. Barrios, 15. Chris Herndon, 13. Uh, the Jets passing game came alive here uh, with Darnold and, and Crowder. Obviously had the big day if you ended up playing him in your championship game. Yeah, and I don't think anyone was playing uh, any Jets, but I do admit that I thought of Dennis when I saw Jamison Crowder drop back and drop a dime to Braxton Barrios. No. Find someone who loves you as much as Dennis loves Braxton Berrios. Yeah. Weren't quite, weren't, wasn't quite the person or the words that I was thinking about when I saw that happen, but yeah. It was, <laughs> definitely, definitely a lot of fun in the Bruning household uh, yesterday. That game. I just also, the Jets, have, has there been a dumbass franchise bigger you know, than them right now? I don't. I don't get the plan here, guys. I, 
I was going to be petty and tweet this out, but I, I, you know, I felt like I handled myself very well with the loss yesterday. I, I tweeted out one thing, wasn't that bad, and then I was like, you know what, put the phone down. You're gonna make an ass yeah. of yourself. Just put the phone down, walk away. Um, but you know what? Jets deserve it. I hope that they win next week. I hope that they decide they're going to keep Adam Gates because he's the future, and they're going to end up not even drafting a quarterback this year. They're going to take Penny Sewell to shore up that offensive line and and keep Sam Darnold there, and the Jets are going to be amazing moving forward. I'm happy. Uh, that's that's well, it's, it's like all these teams, though, uh, except, except for Jacksonville, which has good professionalism when it comes to draft picks. All these teams on the on the bottom rung can't help themselves because Cincinnati's been breaking off wins, like it's going out of style too. Oh, you suffered a high ankle sprain in Saturday's game. Might be why he struggled a wow. little bit. That just uh, just popped. Up. <sighs> well, and also they were having incredible success running. I. I think that I would have kept running too. Every time it seemed like every time they gave it to Jeff Wilson, he got 25 yards. Uh, Steelers beat the Colts 28 to 24. Jonathan Taylor, 19 points. Zach Pascal, 15. Uh, Pascal scores again. Do you think he has a future here? Is this just one of those things where we've seen, you know, like those couple week streaks with the player that he's hot with on the wide receiver side? Is that just yeah. right now? But Pascal was hot earlier in the season, too, which we tended to just attribute to the fact that T.Y. Hilton seemed to have died and uh, Michael Pittman was hurt. Now those guys are back, and he's back to being relevant. I, I think he's worth a dynasty stash. The great, the two great unknowns for me for the Colts are quarterback. Yeah, I don't feel like it's going to be Rivers. I don't feel like it's Jacoby Brissett. I actually don't anymore feel like it's Jacob Eason. I don't know what they're doing. They have a lot of cap room. Maybe they're going to go get one of these, one of these veterans and try to wind it back. The other question that we won't be able to answer till next year is Paris Campbell, yeah. who <clears throat> seemed like he was going pretty good. It was one game he played, game and a half. One game. And then he gets, then he gets injured. Uh, you know, yeah. so you have year two of Pittman. Paris Campbell is still there. Um, you know, there's worse deep dynasty stashes than Pascal because they seem to like him. He seems to be producing. Um, but, you know, I don't feel great about him right now or completely set on him. Yeah, so Campbell had that really good game in week one. I think he put up like 15 points yeah. and he got hurt in the second game or the third game. But, he, yeah, he was out fairly early in the year. Uh yeah, I mean, I want, I don't mind stashing someone who looks good, but I'm with you. I, I have all the same questions. You know, I don't want to give up on Eason yet. I, I don't know what's going on with them. I don't yeah. know. Like we talked about it earlier, obviously, it really seems like a guy like Matt Stafford would be a perfect fit if the Lions decide to move on from him. They've got the cap room, take him on. I think with that offensive line, I think Stafford wouldn't get beat up as much either as as he has been in Detroit. He's got a great running back in Taylor, great weapons around him. I think I would love to see Stafford go to Indy. I think, in all honesty, outside of maybe some of the Calvin Johnson teams he had around him, this probably be the best team he's had around mm. him in his career. But if it, 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 I haven't totally given up on Eason either. I just it doesn't seem like the Colts are tracking to drop both veterans and just say the second year guy who we never saw yeah. do a do a down is our man. I don't think they do that either. Eason was one of those guys coming out who's fairly raw, in my opinion. He's got a lot of arm talent, and he I think could be a good quarterback, but he's not a guy that I would have ever thought was going to take a snap unless 
the only way I saw him taking a snap was if the Colts were out of it, like we all thought they would be. And they, they're obviously in the playoff hunt. Like if they were out of it and say week 13 or 14 eliminated from the playoffs, I was like, okay, well let's see what Easton can do now. Let's throw the kid out there. But that it's not going to happen now. And I don't, I don't see what would change in the off season either for that. I, I agree. I, I don't think they're, they don't have, they could go quarterback in the draft depending on where they finished. But I think well, we better I see. go if, uh, if the Colts would have finished where, you know, we all thought that they were going to struggle and be like a five or six win team, but they've been playoff contending team and, and, you know, look like they have a fair chance to get in. So if they would have been in that five, six range, you might've gotten a, like a Jalen hurts type situation where, Hey, let's see what we've got because obviously what we have is not working and not going to be the future. Now, you know, the other day they were talking about rivers continuing on too. So God only knows. Yeah. Well, I would say that the Colts have a great shot of making it in. I mean, you're going up against Jacksonville. All you've, I mean, mm-hmm. I know you control your own destiny and the fact that you have to win and hope someone loses, but, uh, Two of the out of the two teams, you need one of them to lose. Both of them are playing difficult opponents next week. So yeah. you take your business. I think there's a good shot Indy can get in, especially because I know who the Titans play Houston, which they could easily lose that game as well. Like Houston hasn't been great, but I've seen Deshaun Watson do magical things. So there, I think there's actually three chances for one of those teams to lose. So the Titans, I think, have they're not Titans. The Colts have a good shot of picking a playoffs. Uh, Pittsburgh, Ben, 25 points, Juju, 24, Deontay, 21, and Ebron, 15. Steelers look like they finally figured it out and against a good defense as well. That's the one thing we've got to give them. They, they were able to come back in that game against a very good Colts defense. Uh, are you still worried about them, or did they show you enough last week to not kind of put some of those questions aside? I mean, they essentially played one good half. And it was the second half, and it was against a good team. So I feel better than I did after I watched them get rocked by the Bengals. <clears throat> but I think the Steelers still have some flaws. You know, maybe as we've talked about, you know, I maybe right. I was too quick to dismiss Miami as a Super Bowl contender because in reality, it seems like all of the they're the AFC overall seems like it has a better conference, and that you have at least eight win eight teams with ten wins. But all of them seem like they have some flaws and have struggled at times, even despite some some pretty good records. So, you know, I think they're doing better. I'll be curious to see how they finish the season with Cleveland. Um, but I don't think they solved all their problems. Yeah, I mean, next week's the big one. It's going to be, like I said, I, I don't see them resting any players unless Buffalo loses tonight, which I still don't think is going to happen. I just don't I, I don't see why Tomlin is not a guy they've never really rested players to begin with. And I know they've done it a couple times, but they don't do it that often. They're not like Bill Belichick or, or Tony Dungy with the Colts where they've rested a bunch of their players and it's just different. I'm telling you. I I don't if Mike Tomlin, I know that he doesn't have any issue with Kevin Stefanski, but I'm sorry, you can't tell me if they know they can knock the Browns out of the playoffs that they won't try and give their best effort. I, I don't see him starting Mason Rudolph on Sunday. So it, it's going to be a tough game. It's, it's going to be interesting. I'll be I'll be interested to see how well the Steelers go out there and handle it. They definitely look like a better team, at least like you said, in the second half yesterday. Uh, the Bears go take care of business, beat the Jags 41-17. Trubisky, 23 points. Montgomery, 20. A-Rob, 20. Jimmy, Graham, 20. Trubisky. 
solid again. The Bears are in the playoffs right now. They are currently in as the last seed. They just got to win now. Not a tough, not an easy win against the Packers this week, who are playing for a lot as well. Uh, but they need to get a win, and they are in. Do they get in, and are we starting to see that maybe they pulled the plug way too early on Trubisky earlier in the year where they might already be sitting comfortably in had they just let Trubisky play? Yeah, I think Trubisky's been better than Foles, uh, and that's a darn sight sure. that Their offense seems to figure it out at the right time. I think whether, you know, do they win and do they get in might be two separate questions. I think they get in because I think Arizona is going to lose to the Rams, in which case it doesn't matter. Do they win? Green Bay is in the driver's seat for the number one seed, but they haven't sewn it up. I don't think Green Bay sits everyone. And I actually, you know, I was thinking about this a little bit. I think Green Bay and even Kansas City next week are going to, even if they had the one seed locked up, would want to play their guys for a half. So can Chicago win? I think Chicago can win. That's not going to be an easy task. I think they will get in just because of Arizona's situation. The real what would the only thing that would knock them out is if they lose and Arizona can beat the Rams because then you know Arizona and the Rams are both nine and seven and yeah. end up taking out the eight and eight team. But it's been a big comeback uh, for Trubisky, I I really think he has opened up his future, uh, even with Chicago. So that's going to be the interesting part. Yeah, I've, I'm going to be interested to see what to do. I've, you know, I've made it very open. Now, nothing against any Bears fans that listen to this. I hope that they don't make the playoffs just because of what they did. I, I feel like they don't deserve to be in the playoffs for, for benching Trubisky when he was Winning them games and going to Foles, and then the only reason they go back to Trubisky is because Foles got hurt. Because I don't think they're sitting where they are right now with Foles is still healthy. I think they're just continually losing games. Uh, and hopefully they can get out of that Foles contract because that did not. That was probably the biggest misfire of the offseason, in my opinion. But yeah, I'm with you on Trubisky. He's definitely if he's not played his way back onto Chicago's future, you know, Andy. Look, might be looking for a quarterback. There's teams that could be looking for a quarterback that he might end up going to, and I think he's played well enough to get another shot. He, this is the Trubisky we saw a couple years ago. Where we're like, okay, this kid might be who they thought he was when they traded up to the second or they picked him with the second pick. Yep. See, I'm sorry, but I just want to see someone cover Devonte Adams. Uh, it's he's one of the best route runners in the game. Now, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be so sure Chicago takes him out either. Yeah, he, he's going to have a good game. Uh, as for Jacksonville side, Chark and Chenault, uh, Chark 16 points, Chenault 15, and uh, they are both just happy to know that they're getting a touchdown Jesus next year in Trevor Lawrence. So yeah. Jacksonville fans, just be happy. You got so, nothing to be sad about. Do you think they keep Minshew as a backup? I don't know. I really don't. I mean, he's got to be in a cheap contract. Oh, yeah, because they got him as a six-round pick, so they've got – yeah, he's got to be on a cheap contract. I don't know. Uh, I mean, maybe. I'm sure Minshew doesn't want to be a backup. Not that that'll matter. T-Law is going to be the guy, so. I don't think anything Minshew's done this year would earn him a starting spot somewhere either. Yeah. So, it, 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 you know, 
Good for Jacksonville. Again, if you if you can trade for Chark, well, you probably can't trade for Chark now because everybody's going to know Trevor's going there. But maybe the Jags will uh, trade Minshew to Chicago and get Foles back so that they have a veteran backup for Lawrence. You know, wouldn't surprise me with the way those two teams handle their business. Wouldn't surprise me. They'll probably trade like LaVisca Chenault to them. But hey, here you go, you guys. Yeah, well, let's we'll take Foles back and they'll trade yeah, him. Like, the Chark guy, we don't think he's very good. Yeah. Maybe he. And, and you can give us Miller. Yeah, there you go. Ravens beat the Giants 27-13. Sterling Shepard, 22 points. Evan Ingram, 14. The Giants are still alive, but barely. Are they good enough to beat Dallas next week? No. I hope they, they are. They've been fading. I mean, wish in one hand and, and the other and see which fills up first. The hand that the Giants beat the Cowboys, that's the one that's going to fill up first. I hope it happens. I mean, they, they just – Daniel Jones doesn't look like he's healthy, and yeah. they they can't block. Ravens side, uh, Jackson 21 points, Dobbins 13, Edwards 14, Hollywood Brown 12, Des Bryant 7, and Mark Andrews 13. Des Bryant scores again. Do you think he's a factor for the playoffs, and do you think he's played himself into another contract? I think both. You know, he seems like a, a pretty decent fit there, and getting a veteran guy who he's he was always a good red zone player for Dallas. Um, you know, with his body size, he doesn't. He looks like he's bounced back. That's quietly been uh, one of the you know one of the good stories. Obviously, Alex Smith has comeback player of the year shown up because yeah. of what he's done. But you know, Dez was out for a long time. Uh, and it's been nice to see him pop back on. Just if he can stay off Twitter and stop threatening to retire, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I hope he does play himself into a, or I think he has played himself into another contract, and I hope he gets it. It sucks though because this is what me, me and Dennis hoped Miles Boykin would be, and they couldn't make it work with Boykin, but they made it work with Des Bryant. The Bengals beat the Texans 37 to 31. Brandon Allen, 23 points. Samaje P. Ryan, 29. Giovanni Bernard, 20. T. Higgins, 21. Bengals win again. Of course, our favorite Samaje P. Ryan goes off. Thought about the Bengals who are playing good for Zach Taylor. He's a guy who I thought might be on the hot seat going into the offseason. I think with the way the Bengals have come together at the end of the year, might have given him one more year now. I think they were always kind of a complete rebuild, but there's still, you know, there's some pieces that are interesting. The real thing about next year, though, is with the kind of injury Burrow had and when he had it in a year. He's already no- walking. I saw a video of him yesterday already walking with no brace on, which is out. Just I don't understand. I really don't understand. Like he had no brace on. He had the tape over the scars and everything. Walking, good. Not, not even a noticeable I mean, limp. It would be good to have him back to start the season. I wouldn't say it's a lock. More importantly, if you can make Brandon Allen look like the second coming of Patrick Mahomes, you have no pass defense. Congratulations, Houston. You found well, rock yeah. bottom. So that that what is there to take away for Houston right now? I mean, you got Watson, twenty six points. D, uh, DJ looked like the DJ of old, if we're being honest. Now, yeah. some of that's probably the defense he played in twenty eight, and then Brandon Cooks has his game, twenty seven points, um, but no first or second round draft pick issues on the offense, <laughs> issues on the defense. Uh, you know, well, and Fuller's a free agent, so you'd have to re-sign him, and he'll be suspended for two games. So, yeah. and not a lot of cap room. I think Cooks, though, they still. 
Well, and see, that's the thing. I thought they were going to probably try to see if they could get out of contract with Cooks because that's a lot of money. Yeah. But he's he's looked not terrible. Kuti has looked not terrible. I actually think David Johnson, to me, I, w- I would keep – I would just say I'd keep him because, you know, running – Running back's been good enough, but offensive lines not very good. The defense, though, whatever draft picks they have, I think they need to seriously start looking to try to, to build on defense. And I don't even know what you do exactly there either, because isn't Roby who's their other suspension at corner? He's out for yeah. two games to start next year, too. JJ's not getting any younger. I don't know what you could move him for. He looks like he's pissed off and embarrassed, which I would be too. They yeah. they botched so many things, you know, trading big time players for pennies on the dollar that I know they, they want to build around Watson and he's so great, but the kindest thing they could do for him and for their franchise would be to try to move him and get major capital back because I honestly feel like what they have churned out this year could be their reality for the next three or four years to try yeah. to get, get back right. Yeah, I'm with you. And it makes me feel bad for a guy like J.J. Watt more than anything else because, and this is my biggest complaint about why you would st- – the Texans are reaping what they sowed. I, I honestly don't feel bad. I feel bad for their fans. I feel bad for their players. I don't feel bad for the franchise at all because – they were the ones who stupidly put a coach in charge of making decisions with the personnel that didn't have a long-term future there. Like you do that with a guy like Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick's not going anywhere. Plus he knows what he's doing. Bill O'Brien, I will say he's a good football coach. You cannot argue that one bit. He has been good. He's helped the Texans get to the playoffs multiple times. So I'm not going to say any coach who has gotten their team to the playoffs as many times as Bill O'Brien has, is not a good coach. He's a good coach. But what he was doing the past couple of years as the general manager was doing what he could to try and win then because he knew if he didn't win, he was not going to be the coach there any longer. You That's short-sighted. You cannot have someone with that kind of short-sighted behavior there, and he's cost that franchise. I'm, not, I'm pretty sure it's not even just this first round. It's next year's first-round pick as well. So they're short multiple picks now. I, I don't see even if – they go full defense like Carolina did last year in their draft. They're going to be able to fill up these holes. So I'm with you. They're going to struggle the next three or four years. You know, I just don't see how you can trade Watson. I agree with you. That's their best piece because even if they trade Watt, they're not going to get that much back for him. He's an, an older player who's injured. He's not quite – he's still a top player. I'll say he's a top player at his position, but they're not going to get that much back for him. So it's – I'm with you. I think, unfortunately, Houston's going to be one of the bottom teams in this division for the next couple of years because at this point, I'll be honest, with Jacksonville getting Trevor Lawrence, I think I'm taking Jacksonville as probably the better team next year over Houston. Uh, I, I trust that offense with T-Law there more than I would Houston. So it's going to be a rough next couple of years for the Houston Texans. You know, the real – yeah, I mean – you basically have you have to build some kind of draft capital and and salary cap room. I mean, they've seen yeah. in their own division what Indianapolis has done. You know, Indianapolis almost in a position where they could sacrifice a couple first round picks and and a player or two to get into Sean Watson. They'll be in the Super Bowl, and it still wouldn't be enough for the Texans. That's you know, you traded DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, you didn't get anything back for him. You traded Jadavian Clowney. You didn't get anything back for him. 
and now that's coming back to haunt you because not only did you you get some players gone, it just puts you in a horrible position. Yeah. All right, so this will be the last game that we break down today. We'll save the rest for tomorrow, and then obviously the Monday Night Football game. Uh, Panthers beat the Washington football team 22-13. Teddy Bridgewater, 8 points. Mike Davis, 8 points. Robbie Anderson, 16. Curtis Samuel, 20. I guess the big question for this team is we know they've got a great running back in CMC. Uh, their defense is improving. We just talked about, you know, what I just talked about what they did last year. All defensive picks. I think they'll probably attack the defense a lot in this draft as well this year because their offense is set. The big question will be, is Teddy the guy moving forward? They gave him a lot of money, but I think that they're in a prime position in this draft to draft a quarterback if they want to. What are your thoughts on Teddy Bridgewater? Yeah, it seems like the major disagreement that led to the GM being removed was around uh, Bridgewater. At least that's been the reporting that came out. And, you know, he's had some moments where he hasn't looked bad. He's maybe been a little bit better than I give him credit for preseason. But I don't think he's the answer. Yeah, I, I don't think he's the guy either. What's going to be really interesting for me is if Joe Brady stays... Uh, I know there's a lot of rumors that he might go back to college as a head coach. I don't know if he's going to get it. There's some people who hope he gets like the Jets head coaching job. I don't know if he's done enough to get like the Jets head coaching job, but I'll be interested to see if he stays. And if he does, if they decide to move on from Teddy, what quarterback they get. I've seen a lot of mocks putting Zach Wilson there. Obviously, I think Zach Wilson's a phenomenal quarterback. I mean, I think we all thought the three-year, sixty-three million was was a surprise when it yeah. happened, and I wonder how much regret they have now. I wonder how much. I mean, since this is the last game, we can. Pro- I'll pull it up really quick. I wonder how much. Uh, let's go. Spot track NFL cap salary. NFL cap space. Twenty NFL cap space. There we go. Okay. Let's see here how much they have available in 21. Really quick update. So the Panthers, where are they at? Where are they at? They're sitting at 14. It's not bad. 25 million cap space for next year. With that, so I, I don't think that hinders them that much. That's still... Top end of the of the league. I'm gonna pull up Bridgewater's contract really quick. See how much yeah. if they can get out of it. So dead cap space would be oh yeah, they're screwed. <laughs> At least for one more year. They can get out of it in 2022, yeah. five mil. But yeah. it'd be 20 million next year. So there ain't no way they're bailing out next year. Yeah. But so. kind of like what I talked about with um Oh, who are we talking about recently that actually seems like that might happen? Um, uh, shoot, we were just talking about it on podcast a couple episodes ago. Oh, Carson Wentz with the Jalen Hurts, Carson Wentz stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, Carson Wentz might not be a bad fit in Indy either if uh, Philip Rivers leaves. Uh, the one thing I'll say with that is if you draft a rookie quarterback, though, yeah, you're paying Teddy Bridgewater a lot to sit on your bench, but it doesn't hurt your team that much because you have a rookie quarterback under cheap. And with him being a first-round pick, yeah, you're 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 probably throwing him out there right away, 
I would think. So you're really not even holding him on your bench for a year and wasting a year of production. So, Or maybe you take a second or third round pick on a quarterback and have a competition and let somebody build up. By I mean, I don't think Bridgewater's terrible and not yeah. the only issue on their team. I just, you know, I think that they bought into too much of that five-game stretch with New yeah. Orleans. You know who would be a great fit for him? New free agent Dwayne Haskins. I'm just kidding. But Washington football team, Dwayne Haskins, uh, not even a point. Uh, Gibson, 9.9 points. J.D. McKissick, 23 points. Had the long pass for a touchdown, or, or long catch for a touchdown in this one. And then Logan yeah. Thomas, 13 points. Haskins is done in Washington. I think we all kind of saw that coming with everything going on. Uh, you know, the one thing I'll say. I'm mildly Haskins, surprised they did it right now. I am and am not because the one thing I'll say is if you watch that game and especially with what happened after the game, I don't know if you saw that with the PR team, uh, that he was supposed to go talk to reporters and he just left. He just decided to leave without saying anything to anybody. He just left. Uh, so I think that goes to the one thing coming out from Ohio State. Um, I think Dwayne Haskins is immensely talented. I don't think you can argue with what he did in college and what we've seen at times on the field. I think his biggest issue is himself. He believes too much in himself and thinks that from everything you've read about things that have gone on at Ohio State and things that have gone on in Washington, he thinks he's better than a lot of the other people and things going on there, and his play on the field hasn't lived up to that. And I hate to break it to him, but when you're in the NFL, if you're not putting up the stats, if you're not doing things on the field, doesn't matter how good you think you are, it's it's in the end not going to matter. So Washington lets him go. I'll be interested like, to see if he when you have shot. a reservation at the strip club. They're not easy to get in these COVID yeah. times. You don't have time for post game press conference. That's very true. Though I heard the wings are phenomenal there, so I probably pass on talking to people. Go for wings too, especially after getting benched for Tyler Heineke. Uh, but do you think Washington makes the playoffs? You know, I said earlier I think that they do. You know, this team has looked completely different when Alex Smith is out there. Alex Smith apparently was a game t- – like they almost played him last week and they decided to give him one more week. I think he's going to play this week. Philly's a beatable team. I believe in Alex Smith. He's the reason I'm going to give Washington the edge. So I do think that they're able to beat the Eagles on uh, Sunday night now and, and end up making it into the playoffs. No, I'm pushing my chips in. All no, Cowboys. I all the time. That's all no, right. I mean, Washington's been struggling a little bit, um, even – when Smith was in, they, they were struggling a little bit. Philly is a beatable team, so I, you know I wouldn't say they have no chance. I just feel like they're trending in the wrong direction. They've they've done a heck of a job for Ron Rivera, and um, they've done a heck of a job with the pieces they have. But Gibson still seems banged up. McLaren didn't play on Sunday. I don't know. He might be more iffy to play in Week 17 than Alex Smith. Uh, you know, they could, but. Phillies has looked more explosive with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, for sure. Jalen Hurts has all of a sudden made Carson Wentz possibly a a a you know hot commodity on the free agent market. It's uh definitely going to be fun this offseason. There's a lot of things that I think are about to go down that's gonna make this offseason a lot of fun. Washington without Terry McLaurin. Is he out for next week? I I don't know that he's already been ruled out for next week, but I don't know that he'll be back to 100%. He had some, like, ankle-leg injury. Gotcha. Okay. 
All right, so that'll do it for us today. We'll finish up with the afternoon games, the the Sunday night game, and then obviously the Monday night football game tomorrow. We, uh, we're going to go to three episodes this week again as well because of the new year coming up. So since we didn't get a chance to do it last week, me and Matt will recap the, well, I think, the final two episodes, right? The final yeah. two episodes of Mandalorian tomorrow as well since we should be able to get through the games pretty quickly. And then we will be back together on Thursday uh, to preview the entire week 17 slate. We'll probably be more just talking about the games, who we think is going to make the playoffs and setting that up is most people don't play in championship games in week 17, but we will give some fantasy talk as well, uh, just in case you are playing in week 17. So everybody, if you have someone going tonight and you need them to get their points, hopefully they do it for you and you're able to win that championship. It is a, it is a and great hopefully those people are Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs because those are the only people I think you can count on for a big game. Yeah. I mean, look I, again, Gabe Davis, four points, baby. That's all I need. Technically 3.8. Just help bring Papa another championship. 15 from Cole Beasley. 15. Because you know, Looks like the Browns are going to screw me this year. So I'd love to get at least one more fantasy football championship. But good luck to everybody who's got players going tonight. And then me and Matt will see you guys again tomorrow. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came out the wrong line ready. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump at me. Die, leave. Only tackle the corner. Who can make a play?